Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. And coming up on today's episode, we got big news coming out of the NFL. Cincinnati Bengals QB Joe Burrow is out for the season. The torn ligament in his wrist. We'll get into our thoughts about that. Uh, including the rest of Thursday Night Football recap. Baltimore Ravens even had a big injury to Mark Andrews. How much time could he miss? Get into the Buffalo Bills. They're a saga firing offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Whether he was a problem, what else is going on in Buffalo? Of course, your Week 11 marquee matchup. We got a great one. Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs. We get into some NBA talk. James Harden and the Clippers have not won since he's arrived. And the Phoenix Suns Big 3 has not even played a game together with all three of them so far this season. So, before we get into everything, remember if you're new, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms. As well, check out the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. Where you stream the podcast on there too. As well as check out some of the blog posts that I post on there. And check out social media. We're at Feely Heat Entertainment. That's Feely Heat ENT. We're available on X, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. So go ahead and follow, subscribe to those accounts for some of the latest content regarding the show. So first topic, let's just get into the biggest news of it all. It's Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now he played last night in the game. Left in the second quarter after grimacing, you know, his hand after he threw the touchdown pass to Joe Mixon. Or it's like, hey, something's got to be wrong, right? And it turns out he's on the sideline, you know, warming up, trying again to see if he can grip the ball. He can't grip the ball. He can't even put any kind of effort into throwing it. And it turns out he did tear his ligament in his wrist. He's out for the year. It's over for the Bengals. They're 5-5, five and five, last in the AFC North, competitive AFC North right now. That's actually kind of, you know, going in the other direction with these injuries that's popping up. But Joe Burrow is out for the year, and that's, of course, a huge loss for the Cincinnati Bengals. If they have any hope of getting into the playoffs with this record, you know, and falling into another divisional opponent, they lost last night 34-20 against the Ravens. It just puts them in a bind to begin with. Even with Joe Burrow, I didn't think the Bengals would be able to climb out of this hole this year. But now without him, they got to turn to Jake Browning, who got some action last night. He's been bouncing around the league ever since what, the past, like, let's say, five, six years. And guys, first, like, really NFL action last night. So going forward, Bengals are in trouble. And he gave him this record contract, highest paid guy, chill. And to say, this been injured. Came out of training camp with that calf injury. Seemed to finally get right a couple games ago. Played, this day plays, I mean, super against the Niners. Went in there, took one. Then they lose a heartbreaker last week to, to the, um, oh, pre, two weeks ago now, to the Houston Texans and the remaining seconds of that game and now you lose your best quarterback now you lose your franchise quarterback for the year talk about this one of those years the window he looks so great for the Bengals. joe burrow taking him into the playoffs afc championship games super bowl appearance 
And now we think again, again, they were one of the favorites really this year because we just didn't want to count them out. Hey, they're going to get going and, you know, get back to their old self. But that was not the case, and it's not the case now. And their season is over. There's no way that this can, um, Bengals team can overcome it. I don't think so. Like I said, the AFC is just way too competitive this year, and you're losing your franchise quarterback. But Cincinnati has even bigger problems coming up in the offseason. Don't want to look too far ahead, but you're going to have to sign tomorrow Chase to that extension, right? Um, he's eligible for that. T. Higgins is going to be a free agent. Like, his offense could look very, very different. Um, um, Tyler Boyd, he's the other wide receiver. You know, that's why I say that the offense could look really different come next year if they don't get some of these guys back. They got a few who got big time guys like DJ Reader and some other guys on defense are also going to be free agents. So he pays Joe Burrow. You had the window, the win with him, right? Rookie contract. Now he signs the extension. Now the injury happens. And you got to re-sign a lot of, and sign people extensions in the offseason. And the salary cap is not going to be too friendly for the Cincinnati Bengals team. But it's a huge, huge, huge loss. Now the other loss on Thursday Night Football. Seems like Thursday Night Football, they, want, they don't want it to admit it. But it seems like these really freaky kind of injuries keep happening on Thursday Night Football. Tight end Mark Andrews for the Baltimore Ravens appeared to may have broken his ankle and he could be out for the year. So we talk about the Bengals, right? Now we talk about the Ravens and one of their key guys hurt. That's Lamar Jackson's security blanket. Nothing else going on. Mark Andrews is your guy in the red zone. He has like the highest percentage of all players in red zone targets. He's getting the ball. Mark Andrews is open in the end zone. In just about every game. If this seems like he somehow this gets open, gets a touchdown in the red zone, you can't stop him. Now that weapon is gone. And this is going to hurt Lamar Jackson and them. You know, they're fighting with Pittsburgh right now at the top and Cleveland. But now Cleveland, they lost to Sean Watson for the year to a, uh, wait, fracture a shoulder blade or something? Like, AFC North also was so competitive with all four teams, kind of really up there within the game of each other. Now, you don't know really what to expect. Maybe it's Pittsburgh sitting at the top of that AFC North come season end now. You know, but so this Mark Andrews injury for the Baltimore Ravens is huge. I know you said Lamar Jackson. You got the rookie Mitchell, the running back, seems to be coming along. But you got Gus Edwards there leading the rushing attack. You know, you got another couple of touchdowns last night. Their defense has been superb. For the better part of this year, um, one of the top one, two, they're kind of battling with Cleveland. They're in the top spots for overall defense this year in the NFL. But let's say, hey, huge loss for Baltimore. We got a huge loss for Cincinnati. And it, this is going to really shake up at the AFC. I believe Mark Andrews is that much of an impact for Baltimore on the offensive side of the ball. Even though OBJ. He's supposed to be hurt now, too. He kind of fell hard on that shoulder. You don't know what's going on with that. So there could be a possibly another injury. And this division could get shaken up real quick, and it has. Big-time injuries to all three of those, these teams. We'll see how it affects them, but 
Baltimore Ravens, I still expect them to get into the playoffs. Playoffs? Yes, playoffs. Um, but that Mark Andrews injury is huge, huge uh, loss for them. All right, now let's stay in the AFC because, you know, AFC has gotten problems. It has got problems going on. Buffalo Bills fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, after that game against Denver where the Denver Broncos go into Buffalo and win in primetime action. You just scratch your head, right? Had no business winning. Bills turn the ball over. Josh Allen fumbling the ball again, throwing an interception. Like, this is a turnover thing. He's the king of turnovers. Since he's came in the league, he leads the league in turnovers by like a mile since he's entered the league. And this keeps happening. So head coach Sean McDermott decides to make a change and fire the OC, Ken Dorsey. We already fired Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator. Was it last year or the year before? Like he's been calling Sean McDermott ended up calling the place. And now this year he's firing the offensive coordinator. Now I've seen a lot of people kind of backing you know, a firing. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people kind of uh, like, why? It's just, he's the escape goat. That's why the thing, that's why Josh Allen's struggling. That's why they're committing turnovers. That's why Stephon Diggs only has three catches against the Broncos, but Sertan's a pretty good corner, but still. We heard the rumblings in training camp when it came to this Josh Allen Stephon Diggs relationship. And then his brother comes out, hey, get him out of Buffalo. Get my guy out, up out of there. So I feel like that. Oh, no, that's really an overreaction to what Stefan Diggs is really doing. And to me, he's going out there and playing well. He's just, for some reason, him and Josh Allen aren't connecting. But I think the biggest reason is they're 5-5. Five and five. They can dip below 500 this, this coming weekend if they don't beat the Jets. They better beat the Jets. Or else the roof is going to be flying off. But, um... The turnovers, man. It's just the turnovers. When having an edge in the turnover battle, they're 3-0 on the year. When they don't, 2-5. and five. There's your five losses, right? He had a league high, Josh Allen, like 19 turnovers last year. He's thrown 11 interceptions this year. He's up to 11. Three fumbles lost. But then you look at his completion percentage, it's like, whoa, it's 70%. Going from 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns. That's part of it looks great. Then you look at, like I said, those turnovers, 11 picks, three fumbles. He's up to 14 already this year. He had 19 last year. This keeps going, right? And part of it is on him. But also, I really do think part of it is on the office corner. Ken Dorsey never wants to run the ball at all. You got James Cook there. Looked like he was promising. First three games of the season. Looked great. Getting a hundred, couple hundred yard games. And then you're like, okay. He's good. And then this play, Latavius Murray, who's 33 years old. Which I don't get why he's in the game more. But James Cook, okay, say he's not that great in pass protection. I guess that's one of the reasons why they bring in Latavius Murray to fill that role, right? Um, but doesn't make sense to me. Still doesn't make sense. I want an extra guy on the field that could take the ball to the house, right? In the screen game, in the passing games, James Cook can help you. In the run game, he can help you. You just got to get committed to it a little bit. At least somewhat commit to a run. He had over 100 yards in this past game with what, 12 or 13 carries? He got over 100 yards. 
Why not feed him the rock some? Um, at least more often, right? And then you got the rookie Dawson Kincaid, tight ends. He's come on in the last few weeks with the Dawson Knox out. So he's developed a better relationship. They got weapons, right? Gabe Davis, where are you? Stephon Diggs, Dawson Kincaid, James Cook. To me, the offense should be better. But you look at the numbers and the stat lines, it's up there in the tops of the league. But it's just the turnovers that screw them so much. It's just, I think a lot of it has to do with the play calling as well. In certain situations, I kind of feel like the same way in, when it comes to the Chargers. Although Kellen Moore has actually cleaned a little bit up on that side with them. But the Bills firing Ken Dorsey, I feel like it had to be done. And it's not to be for Sean McDermott to be the scapegoat and be on the hot seat and all that. This Bills team, uh, just like the Bengals, they had this window where you have to capitalize. I feel like both failed. The Bills now are failing. They could either go, you know, weather the storm. They got Joe Brady calling the offensive plays, but he didn't do too well when he was uh, with Carolina Panthers. Remember, he did it with uh, Joe Burrow at, at LSU. That was his biggest success, but he hasn't really been successful in that regards as offensive coordinator so far in the NFL. But we'll see what kind of changes he can make to this Bills offense. Um, definitely has to run the ball more. Take some pressure off Josh Allen. Open up the play-action game so you get Stephon Diggs on those big routes down the field. Make some explosive plays. I don't understand why that's not happening in Buffalo as well with this type of offense. You got people that can stress the field. Gabe Davis is a great wide receiver too. He can catch anything, so I don't get why he can't really be that number two guy this year. Like It doesn't make any sense why he doesn't get the ball either. So hopefully with the, the, the change of offensive coordinators, this can help. Maybe cut down on those turnovers by opening up the run game and the play-action game and cut down on the turnovers from Allen. This trying to do so much. I feel like it was just play hero ball. This sling it like you're playing a game of Madden and it's not give two dams and this try to be heroic and this not be so boring with the check down passes five yards here, three yards here, you know. But sometimes that wins you games. Sometimes you got to do the boring stuff. But anyways, I think it had to be done. This wasn't working. It was going to keep getting worse. And, you know, there's times last year all of a sudden Josh Allen was throwing almost 60 times a game because Ken Dorsey just refused to run the ball at all. And you got people there who can run the ball. And you got, to me, good enough talent on the offensive side of the ball to improve. Can they make the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, like I said, <laughs> this AOC is tight. I believe they still can if they just cut down on the turnovers. I believe they can get in as the wild card. I got Miami still in the division, but the Bills should still be in that mix for the wild card. But they may be on the edge and looking elsewhere and sitting home on the couch watching the playoffs because this team is honestly it is not as good as they were last year. It's too many injuries on defense. That's something we were talking about the offense. Defense, Matt Milano, Javarius White. Those are big losses on the defensive side of the ball for this Bills team. All right, let's get into some good news, right? Some Maybe some fun NFL talk. Like, 
Week 11 marquee matchup, and you know what it is, man. Monday Night Football. It's a rematch of the Super Bowl. Got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs. Marquee matchup, what can we say? Pat Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. Got the Kelsey brothers going against each other. All, you know, it's going to be quite a scene, and we don't want to mention a certain uh, woman that's going to be up in the booth. Who cares, right? We know who she is. We don't care. She's cheering or not, all right? But anyways, week 11 marquee matchup. Like I said, Kelsey brothers, they're both teams are coming off a bye, which is kind of weird. Like, this is like the Super Bowl. It's like they made their bye weeks the same week, and now they're playing against each other, just like it was the Super Bowl. That's why it's a great kind of a rematch here. So what's the biggest um, takeaway here? It's just, I mean, you got the two of the best teams in the league right now, and you got Andy Reid. Who's four and zero against the, his former team there, the Philadelphia Eagles? Spent what thirteen years there coaching. Um, and the biggest thing is the way I look at this is Andy Reid is twenty seven and four overall at coming off a of bye. That includes the playoffs. So regular season and playoffs, this guy's won twenty seven out of thirty one games coming off a of bye as a head coach. Like this, he just doesn't lose. He hasn't lost against his former team yet either. But this is the matchup. We're all going to see. Can anybody else on uh, Kansas City's offense besides Travis Kelsey catch the ball? Rasheed Rice is looking nice the last few weeks. He should be getting more involved. I expect that. You got Pacheco coming out of the backfield, the run game. That's what Kansas City's been struggling with a little bit lately, too, is the run game. They're not getting the run game going at all. So he's something to look out for in this game. Chiefs. I mean, Hassan Reddick, stop that guy from coming off the edge. That'd be a key matchup there. Um, Juwan, what is that? Juwan James that's out there at the right tackle. Like He's going to have his work cut, up, cut out for him, having him come off the edge. But um, I got the Chiefs, man. I'm just not going against Andy Reid, Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles. You know, they're 8-1. So, you know, you kind of want to roll with them. The only loss came with that, you know, boneheaded move by Hertz at the end of the, uh, you know, Jet game. But there's another reason. These two teams have not really gelled to me at, that much this year. But they win. They find ways to win the game. That's why this game is the marquee matchup of the week. I mean, I don't have much else to say about it. Let's just look forward to it. It's going to be a competitive game. Well, maybe the Eagles get DeAndre Swift going a little more in the run game. He's fresh. Two weeks removed from running the ball. Maybe give him a little, you know, give him a little workload this game. Stop putting, trying to put it all on Jalen Hurts. He's had problems fumbling the ball. He's turned the ball over more this year than he did all of last year. So that's something to watch out for. So Pat Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. Can't wait. Monday night football about time. We get a great Monday night football matchup. I hope it's great. You know, it's not going to be one-sided coming off the bye week, but it's in an arrowhead. And you're going to have somebody sitting up there, like I said. Uh, damn. It's the only reason why I'm... You may not want to watch, but you want to watch because you know it's going to be a damn good football game. I just hope that's the focus. You know, but... It's a marquee matchup, rematch the Super Bowl. I got the Chiefs in this one. And I expect Pat Mahomes to actually have a big... Game through the air. I expect Travis Kelsey maybe get about 100 receiving yards and a touchdown, at least for Travis Kelsey, maybe this Monday night. That's a big, bold prediction. Whether that happen, I don't know, but I expect um, 
him trying to get saying he's better than his uh his brother still you know um so that's what i expect on monday night all right before we get out of here we're going to the final topic of the day we're just going to talk some nba james harden my favorite guy to talk about in the nba because he's just so delusional you know it's always like hey man this came out recently in an interview like I'm not really in game shape yet. You know, I didn't go through a training camp. You know, it's going to take a while for adjustments for me to be here with the L.A. Clippers, right? Bro, you chose not to go to camp. You chose to hang out. You chose to be lazy during the offseason because you just didn't care. You didn't care at all, right? Because you were so mad at Daryl Morey, crying like a little baby, that you were still Philadelphia. 76er. Then you get your wish. You go into the Clippers, right? That's where you wanted to go all along. And now you're saying, oh, I'm going to get acclimated into this system and playing with these guys. Like, man, shut up. You're washed. You have nothing left. The Clippers are 0-5 since you have arrived. Oh, and there's, there's a six-game losing streak overall now for the Clippers. All because of you. Now Russell Westbrook has volunteered to go to the bench. Keep you in there as a starter there, James Harden. Because, you know, you ain't going to come off the bench. Because you want to take that pride, right? Russell Westbrook has finally taken a step back. Knows he's not the player he once was. I'll come off the bench. Leave the bench in there. Get my points and my numbers, right? Because I believe... He's thinking like that. James Harden, you should probably think like that. Because that's all you want to do is get your numbers. But you've only scored over 20 points once since you arrived. So what's the problem, man? You're washed. And everybody knows it. You got what you want. You cried like you have your whole career. Poor James Harden. A once good player. Once a great player. That was just a ball hog. This cared about his numbers and choked every chance he could possibly get in the playoffs every single time and last year was no difference when he quit on Philadelphia and sat down over there on the bench against Boston and get blown out so am I have any kind of a heartfelt feelings for this nope so sorry, James. Clippers, you get what you wish for. Ty Lue, feel bad for you. Got this veteran squad. You got James Harden now with Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Savvy veterans, but they're just past their prime, and you're going nowhere. All right, now let's hop into another certain big three. They're in Phoenix. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Remember when this trade happened? They brought in Bradley Beal, made all some other little moves. Somehow made the monies work. I don't know how exactly they all did it, but James Jones did an incredible job getting everybody here and assembling this team. Guess what? They haven't played together all year still. One of them's always been hurt. Now Bradley Beal, going to be out three weeks with a lower back injury. I guess Devin Booker's coming back. KD's the only guy who's been playing every game. It's up to you, KD. What are our thoughts about this? What, how long is it going to take for these guys to get acclimated? Now, these guys have not played all together 
which I would give it time, right? But I really hope this isn't another Brooklyn situation where you had Kyrie, KD, James Harden, y'all got together, who look like you're going to win a championship. KD's, you know, foot's on the line for that three, or else Giannis and the Bucks would have never won their championship. They would have been bounced there in that round. And this hasn't worked, right? Boom. Get it. Everybody's out of Brooklyn. All three of them. Now they're in Phoenix. We got KD. We got Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's missed a lot of time over the course last three, four years. Too much time because of injuries. Now Devin Booker's missing time with his injury. What's next, KD? KD's going to have to be the guy that carries the load all year long. He's going to be have to be. He's going to can't even spit now. He's going to be the MVP. He has to be MVP caliber level all year for the Phoenix Suns team to have a chance. Because Bradley, like I said, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, they haven't played together yet. How? And supposedly he could be out longer. Bradley Beal's only played three games this year. Devin Booker, three games. KD's got 12. These guys just aren't available. I think it's going to take 20 to 30 games for these guys to really kind of find their offensive niche instead of just trying to play isolation ball. Here, your turn. Here, my turn. Take a page out of the Miami Heat when they had LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosh. Didn't work that first year, but then they started getting it together. So that could possibly be an answer. But, you know, Bradley Beal missed the first seven. Of course, you know, Booker and KD played those. Play the next three. Then he missed last game. Now he's out for three more weeks, possibly longer with that back injury. Ah, and this is a team that, you know, basically when the trade happened, I thought they were going to go to the NBA Finals, right? And possibly they still can. It's a young season. Still short, right? Got a long way to go. See what happens as the season progresses. But can we get the big three on the court together for a long period of time so we can see this team in action and how it's supposed to be, right? Let's get it. So let, let, <laughs> with that being said, you know, that wraps up today's episode. Well, thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crew with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the website, sportstalkfromthecrib.com. You stream the podcast there as well. And be sure to check out the blog posts. And follow us on social media. It's at Feel the Heat Entertainment. It's Feel the Heat ENT. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and X. So be sure to subscribe and follow us on there. And that'll do it, man. I hope you all enjoy your weekend. Next week's Thanksgiving. See you all on Tuesday with a two-minute drill. And recapping this past weekend's game. See you then.